Hello. Well, I'm a bit late doing the, the chat this week. It's been a little bit of a hectic weekend. We'd been away near Gloucester, intending to visit the Gloucester docks and do a bit of walking on the Malvern Hills. Unfortunately, heavy rain and near gale force winds prevented us doing what we wanted to do. We did have a bit of a drive around the Malvern Hills, a bit of a recce for next time we're there. We know where to park and where the walks that we can cope with seem to be. Monty had a bit of fun. He had a, a great time. We were the only van on the site, so although we have to keep dogs on the lead on the caravan sites, even though we're the only people there, we kept him on his big training lead and he was able to have a, a run round the field and do a bit of investigating. Really enjoyed himself there. But we came back on the Friday night and parked up the van ready to do some jobs on it on the Saturday and take it back on the Sunday morning. So I started working on the van. I We got a bit of a leak under the sink. I detached the waste pipe and refitted that and got it all checked. Leave it overnight to set any sealants that were on it and then I'll test it on the Sunday morning. One or two other little things that needed adjusting. Just wear and tear and usage that you find on these things as you go along. All was going according to plan. We'll get up tomorrow, take the van back and have a leisurely Sunday. Then the phone call arrived. It was my daughter. Her fella had had a, a crash on his bike. Motor, well, I think it was practice day, actually. He wasn't racing. It was a practice day. And he'd had a spill on his bike and damaged his shoulder. He wouldn't be able to drive, could I go on Sunday after the racing and fetch their caravan back to their house. Okay, change of plan. It was a bit garbled what my daughter said because she'd been to Nottingham Hospital with another rider's partner to keep her company. She was on her own, so my daughter had gone with her to keep her company while they went to see how her fella had gone on after he'd had a, a tip up. While she was there, she got a phone call saying her fella had gone to Derby Hospital with a damaged shoulder. There was nothing to panic about, he was walking wounded. As it turned out, he'd broken a collarbone. I think he'd broken it in two or three places, but it was a broken collarbone, it wasn't serious, serious. So she had to dash from Nottingham to Derby to see what condition he was in and then take him back to the racetrack after he'd been seen. So, change of plan. 
went into the van Sunday morning just to make sure everything was all right, ready for moving it back into our storage spot. It's about 20 miles away, but it's, 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 it's good for what we do. If we're going north, we pick it up on the way. If we're going south, we bring it to the house and then go down south. Just test it before I go. No. Kitchen sink waste still leaking. Can't deal with it now. Got to get the van back so as I'm ready to go and sort Julia out. Okay. Took the van back. Set it up for storage. And motor back to the house. Grab a bite to eat and then set off for Ashbourne. Spend a bit of time while we're there sorting things out. Getting the van and everything ready for bringing back. Have a look at the bike. Well, up until Saturday, it was a new bike. I think it had only done a couple of track days just to get the feel of it and just test it. It looks far from new now. I didn't think it was a, a serious accident, which I don't think it was. But I think the bike just hit at the wrong angle as it came down and has done quite a bit of damage and there is quite a bit of dirt and grass and mud stuck to various parts of the frame the engine and where the seat was all the fairings gone that's got to be dumped the main thing is the rider apart from his shoulder is okay He's walking about and doing what he can, but I think he's got to wait to have his shoulder sorted. Anyway, load the van up, couple it to the car, and let's take it back to their house. I don't mind doing that, it's not bad at all, but their drive is a little bit of a... How they park the van on their drive is a little bit of a, a tight squeeze. I'm not bad at reversing caravans. I can just about get them into the right place. But he normally drives the van and he's a, actually a lorry driver and has had a lot of experience with bigger vehicles and trailers. So with his guidance telling me where I'm going and what I've got to do. We soon got it in and got it lined up. In fact, when I got out of the car and looked where I'd put it, I was quite proud of myself. I don't think I'd have got it quite there without his help, but we got it there. Sorted, done. So that was my good deed for the weekend. But it totally changed what I'd got planned. Anyway, we get into this week and tonight is the last night of the quiz league that I play in. The local league finished a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday night. But the main Derbyshire league, it's our last match tonight.
I think there are some fixtures next week, but the team that we were due to play has pulled out of the league, so we've got a free week. We can't win the league this year, but we're, we're going to come second. We've had a fairly good season. We came second in the local league, but we won the, the beer league trophy and we were runners-up in the knockout cup. So not a bad one. Touch of being the bridesmaid, but never the blushing bride, but I'll settle for that. After all the years that me and some of the others have been in the quiz league, we're happy that we're still up there amongst the winners. I was with a brilliant team earlier on. We won things for years and years. Nobody wanted to play us because they thought they were going to get thumped. But that team has split up. A few of them have passed away. Others have stopped playing. I'm the only one left, the original that we had. But I keep flogging on. People keep wanting me to play for the team, so I, I turn out, do my best. So tonight we are playing our old rivals. They've already won the league, but we're going to finish second. It would be nice just to beat them, just for our own pride's sake. We'll have a go. When we first started playing against them a few years ago, it was a case of we could win one, they could win one, and so it went on. We have stayed roughly the same in our abilities. As I say, we've all been around a while now. Some years ago, I would have been reading like fury to try and get knowledge and learn extra things. And so were the other three members of the team. But as time has gone on, it doesn't seem so important anymore. I've won quite a few different quiz trophies in my time. I think I've said before, I frightened myself the other week. I was working in the garage and I went on into the garage loft to get some things down that I wanted and I noticed a bag in the corner and I thought, wonder what's in that bag? So I grabbed it and brought it down and there were 64 quiz trophies in it, little shields, little cups, little plaques. They're little novelty things, they're only worth about four or five pounds to buy, but they were nice to have. But because I kept winning different ones, we had so many on the shelf for a while for display, and then at the end of another season, we'd move those and put the new ones up. Some of the bigger quizzes, some of the charity quizzes, we got little cut glass vases or little bits of Wedgwood and things like that. They're more on display, they're more around the house. Don't, uh, don't put those in a bag or a, a box and put them in the loft. They're rather special. In fact, as I'm sitting here, there's one just behind me that's a... Uh, a whiskey tasting quake. We won that in the uh, Derbyshire County quiz where we represented the village where I lived at the time. Totally different teams are the one I quiz with regularly in the quiz leagues. 
There were just four individuals from the village who said they'd have a go at playing in a quiz team with me. They asked me if I'd run it because I knew what I was talking about on how the quizzes were run and what it was all about. I also knew the organisers, so I was on first-name terms with them when it came to whether we were at home away or whether we'd got to provide any microphones or buzzers or facilities. And so we'll be finished for the summer after tonight. We may form a team to go to the charity night if they run it. The local league didn't have a charity night, it's usually the first week in January. But because of COVID restrictions and one or two problems over Christmas with COVID, we decided we'd abandon it for this year. In fact, both leagues didn't play a match for the first three weeks of January. We allowed things to settle down before we started meeting up again. Having said that, COVID is still around. Our captain can't play tonight. He let us know the other day that his wife had tested positive for COVID. Then he said two days ago that he had now tested positive so we wouldn't be playing tonight. So we've, we're playing the top of the league with a little bit of a scratch side. I think we've got two reserves coming in. No detriment to the two reserves, they're both good players for other sides in different leagues. But we don't know each other like you would with a regular team, we don't know each other's strengths. But we'll give it a go, I'm not complaining in the slightest. So that's the state at the moment. Seems strange meeting up with people every week. In fact, one of the players in our team plays on a Thursday night with me. She's very good and she's very good to me. She likes driving, she doesn't drink herself, so she picks me up and we gets me chauffeured around to the different quizzes. I'm very grateful to her. She's brilliant. On a Thursday night, she'll take all of the team home. Three of the lads walk to the quiz so that they can have a drink. And then, bless her, she drops them all off in turn at the end of the night. We really are grateful. She does a great job. Yes, and we have a, a, a strange system now on a Wednesday night. Instead of posting the questions out printed on paper like they used to, the postage was costing too much. So they've got a system now where they email out the questions. But they can only be accessed using a password. And the way it's done is that the home team gets half of the password and the visiting team gets the other half of the password. And then when we meet up on a quiz night, 
the home team question asker puts in the password and accesses the questions and reads them off the laptop. It works well. And bless her, the, the lady I'm talking about always brings her laptop to use for the quizzes as well. We owe her a great deal between us. She is appreciated. But we've still got a few things booked down for trips away with the caravan. It's getting a bit expensive now, though, to do so. Used to be quite reasonable. But two or three things are happening now. We found out last week. Some of the sites work out a fee per night, including electrics. Of course, what is happening now is that the cost of electricity has really gone up in price over the last couple of three months, both in terms of the supply and in terms of removing the price cap. So where in the book they've quoted a price per night for the season, they're having to alter this because of the huge increase in electricity prices. The place where we stayed last week had a chat to us and they said they've had things installed. They haven't got it finalised yet, but they've got each electricity point where you plug in for your caravan electrics wired up to a little smart meter. And at the end of the stay, they can tell you how much electric you have used over your stay. And then they can charge a standard price per night and then charge for the electricity that you've used just in case you've got an excessive usage. Now we're not too bad. We've got a gas cooker. We can use gas to heat the van. We only really use electricity for ease of heating the van because the electric is easier on it than gas and lighting so we're not too bad at all with that in fact I think our stay there incurred a cost of about three pounds or three pounds fifty something like that for the course of the stay and I think a lot of places charge something like £1 or £1.50 per night on their standard charge for use of electric. But I know if people are using electric heaters and blown air and using different things for cooking as well, they could end up with a lot more than that. So the £1, £1.50 per night won't cover their electric, so quite rightly sites are having to charge for that sort of thing. I know there's one place we went to near Loughborough. We've used it several times over the years, but a long time ago now, when we first used it several years ago, you put a pound in the slot there for electricity. Each electric point had got its own little meter, and when it ran out, you put another pound in and kept going like that. 
which I don't complain about because you're only paying for the electricity that you use. So yeah, good idea. But the other major issue is fuel. At one time a day, fairly recently, I could fill my my car up for about 80, about 80 pounds to fill the tank. Before we went away last week, I thought, well, I'll fill it for the duration, just in case there's a bit of a shortage somewhere with things that are happening with the fuel. Some, some garages are running out of fuel. So I thought I'll fill it up and working out all the different places we wanted to go while we just about have got there and back on the one fill-up. It worked quite well, but instead of around the £80 mark, it cost me £115 to fill the tank. It's probably as well as I did, because I did call in, I thought, I've got enough fuel to get home, but it may just be a little bit tight. As it turned out, with having to go and fetch the uh, my daughter's caravan back, I needed the extra fuel anyway, so I thought, I'll call in while I'm away and put just a tad more in, about £40 worth, just to make sure I've got a, a healthy margin if things go wrong. So I saw this garage forecourt all lit up, price of fuel, was a bit dearer than I, I pay locally, but I thought, well, I need it. So everywhere was lit up, everywhere was showing signs. So I went in. And then every pump nozzle had got a little sticker on it saying, sorry, out of use. Oh, well, not to worry. Carried on with what I was doing, but then I found another forecourt that had got fuel and we, we managed to get sorted. Actually, I went past that garage the next day and that was all working anyway. So the one that had got no fuel had had a delivery. But I don't know when all this is likely to end. You can blame the troubles in Ukraine or you can blame the protesters as blocking off supplies coming out of the fuel depots in this country. It all adds up. But I'm not going to get political, it's a fact of life. Prices have gone up and we're having to cope with it. But just to do agress now, I've... Just read an email from the Chesterfield Canal where I volunteer. We've got a crew meeting to discuss how we're going to run the boat trips this season. I know we had problems last year with the problems with the gearbox. And on the Santa trips especially we had to cancelled one of the trips at a moment's notice because we'd lost all the oil out of the gearbox 
and it broke the timetable for the day, so we had to cancel one of the trips to do enough during the day to get the boat back while it was still daylight. But we've had it all serviced, we've had it all sorted. But one of the problems we've got is because the part of the Chesterfield Canal that I work on is isolated and doesn't get so much boat traffic, there is a lot of weed collecting. This will wrap around the propeller and put strain on the gearbox all over again. So we're having to rethink how we do our trips, how far we go and how far through this weed we go. It isn't everywhere. The worst of it is between two of the locks a little bit further up than our short trips. So we can still do the hour, hour and a half trips without a problem. But to go much further, we'd have to go through quite a lot of this weed. It will get cleared. The different maintenance people will get out there and clear the weed out. But it will be interesting to see what happens at the meeting. I've yet to go through the list of trips this year and put my name down to get on them. It's not through idleness, it's just other things happening that are keeping me away from doing it all. There's quite an extensive load of trips down on the calendar. Fishing ships, trips and afternoon teas, long distance cruises to more or less go the length of the canal that is navigable at our length, our side of the canal. But I love it, I enjoy it very, very much. I've now got my first aid certificate, I've got my skipper's license and certificate I'm qualified now to be in charge of the boat and take it out. I was down as capable crew before, but now I can be classed as a skipper. I need a little bit more experience before I take it on. Although I was capable crew, I've not done the, the paperwork side of it for all of the physical checks and writing down which crew I've got on the day, the hours they're there, number of passengers we've taken and so on. It won't take me long to learn that, it's not a problem. I feel part of it in any way because I have to put myself down on the list as a, a crew member and the hours I've spent there, so I'm familiar with some of it. I'm familiar with the paperwork required to do the safety check before you take the boat out and the closing down check at the end of the day. We had to do that as part of the training for the skippers, so I'm, I'm familiar with quite a bit of it all, but I just need to make sure I've got the full benefit of it all. Make sure I've got the right combination of switches where certain things have to be left switched on when you moor the boat up for, for the night. A lot of it has to be switched off, but certain things have to be left on, like the bilge pump, if there is a bit of a leak coming into the inside of the hull of the boat, you leave an automatic bilge pump on, that when the water gets to a certain height, 
it automatically pumps it out. Otherwise, we could get there one day and the boat's just about sunk in the water. But there again, if you put the boat to bed properly, you turn certain things that tighten up the flanges, tighten up the propeller shaft and stop the leak coming in in the first place. All part of the training, all part of the knowledge of knowing your boat. I'm really looking forward to the season of doing that. So many things on, on my agenda this year. I've been taking up a bit of course fishing as well as the fly fishing as I've been doing for the last 40 years. I'm going to have a go at a bit more fishing. I want to carry on with me clay pigeon shooting. Then we've got taking the boat out for boat trips, taking the caravan out. It's going to be a hectic time. I hope the weather holds out and we have a, a decent summer for the weather. Really looking forward to this year. Got a lot of things done that needed to be done different jobs around the house, different jobs on the car that have now been done. One or two little teething problems on the caravan still to be done. I've got to book it in and see if I can get some work done on the tow hitch. The stabiliser system isn't working as it should do. I think it just wants some new pressure pads, but it's not something I can, I can do. You need a special tool to take it apart. Only takes about... 45 minutes to do the job but I haven't got the equipment to do it won't take long I hope <laughs> I'll get it booked in and get somebody to look after it for me well I've rambled on again today different things coming into my head I hope I've done enough to keep you at least interested in what's happening. Different events, different things that happen. Certainly I enjoy trying to talk to you. But that's me half hour up again. So I'll do my usual. Hope you're listening again next week and ta-da for now. <laughs>